podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast broadcasting to you from my house in a somewhat windy field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm Trev Downey and I'm joined as usual by Lisa Marie Hanahan and Cam Branch for this 11th episode of the podcast. Who knows where we're at at this stage? And this will be, uh, I think, a fairly typical example if you're new to the show, new to the channel. Um, I, I can imagine this being a fairly typical example based on the chat we've already had where we had to stop recording and start recording a few times. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have several football related topics, which will probably dominate. We never intended to, but it usually does. And some non-football topics to talk about as well, should we find the time. Now, uh, those of you who are avid Anfield Index fans or listeners or subscribers, God bless you if you're in that latter category particularly, you will be familiar that there was a little bit of a domestic disaster for us during the week with uh, the Raw podcast that I host um, after every Liverpool game. Um, Discord decided to be... uh, a little bit obstreperous and the second half of the show is lost and therefore to all but the st- stalwarts who are listening live um a, a rather rare occasion was lost uh, an occasion where the reasonably normally calm uh, host of the show that's me sort of lost the plot a bit and got quite angry about uh, various elements in the liverpool fan base that have been sticking their heads up uh, during the week uh, and making completely ill-judged comments about uh, my colleague and friend Jan Mulby and I didn't like it. Uh, so I've been going around seething and then they went, they decided the lads to go and make uh, the second half of the show um, without me. So now I'm doubly furious as you can imagine, uh, Cam and Lisa Marie, you can imagine the fury. I'm trying to stifle my sniggering. <laughs> <laughs> He was building, lads. It was building, and I was, uh, I was, I was just, I couldn't believe it. Guy Drinkle, what a, what a backstabber he turns out to be. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Hendrick putting out quotes on on the internet about how guys a better host. I, I'm, I'm shattered uh, in so many ways. So obviously, I've left the channel, which is why this <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I've I've done a right flounce and uh, I've left the channel. Yeah. So anyway, the point is most of of this week, and this is, I think, why it happened on the night as well. Most of this week, I've been vaguely furious uh, with the world. I've been old man shakes shakes fist at cloud. I've been the embodiment of that all week. So I I was starting. It got me thinking about great rants, and there there's 
there's probably no better ranter in film history than Walter from um, uh, The Big Lebowski. He has several fantastic rants. This is an extended chat with the dude um, with their sort of happy-go-lucky, but always the butt of the joke, pal Donny, about how the dude's rug uh, got destroyed. Basically, and by the way, at this stage, you might want to cover the ears of your delicate um, um, children or or partners or lovers or who are, who are, whoever you happen to be listening with. Um, if they're not fond of the old coarse and vulgar language, then this little section is not for you. So just tune out for about two and a half minutes when I talk, stop talking and tune back in. Um, but basically, to put it in a nutshell, and here's where the language starts, like... In The Big Lebowski, I felt like the world had peed on my fucking rug this week. Uh, and that's what made me want to play this for you. So here we go. Yeah, man, it really tied the room together. Well, this was a value, dog. Yeah. Tied the room together, dude? My rug. Were you listening to the dude's story, Donnie? What? Were you listening to the dude's story? I was bowling. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie. Walter, what's the point, man? There's no reason. Here's my point, dude. There's no fucking reason why these... Yeah, Walter, what's your point? Huh? Walter, what is the point? Look, we all know who is at fault here. What the fuck are you talking about? Huh? No, what the fuck are you... I'm not... We're talking about unchecked aggression here. What the fuck is he talking about? My rug. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. Walter, the Chinaman who peed on my rug, I can't go give him a bill. So what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? The Chinaman is not the issue here, dude. I'm talking about drawing a line in the sand, dude. Across this line, you do not. Also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. Walter, this isn't a guy who built the railroads here. This is a guy. What the fuck are you Walter, he peed on my rug. He peed on the dude's rug. Donnie, you're out of your element. Dude, the Chinaman is not the issue here. So who, who? Jeff Lebowski, the other Jeffrey Lebowski, the millionaire. That's fucking interesting, man. That's fucking interesting. Plus, he has the wealth obviously and the resources uh so that there's no reason there's no fucking reason why his wife should go out no money all over town and then they come and they pee on your fucking rug am i wrong no am i wrong yeah but okay then <clears throat> that rug really tied the room together did it not fucking a this guy peed on it donnie please you know this is the fucking guy i could find this fucking lebowski guy his name is lebowski that's your name dude this is the guy who should compensate me for the fucking rug. His wife goes out and owes money all over town and they pee on my rug? They pee on your fucking rug? Pee on my fucking rug. That's right, dude. They peed on your fucking rug. Yeah. So that's it. The world was peeing on my fucking rug all week. Uh, Lisa Marie, how are you getting on? Uh, hopefully... Hi. Hopefully your, your rug is not urine stained. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it isn't. Um, I'm, I'm doing well, Trevor. Thank you. I, I Good. think my week is going better than yours. So um, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. 
So I, as as per usual, for those who are not familiar with the show, what we try to do is uh, just sort of get the get the ball rolling with um, just something that inspired us or had us thinking about what was going on during the week. Um, it can be a random thought, it could be a quote, it could be just uh, a wee story or whatever it happens to be. So, do you have such a thing for us this week? I do, I do, and I and I think mine is maybe a little more, shall we say, feel good, um, because that appears to be my role here in the in the group is to to bring sunshine and happiness so, um, <laughs> actually actually sorry uh, we need to pause here uh, <laughs> sorry this is this is just for for <laughs> just for a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, uh, inside baseball chat uh, for the the listeners we were just talking immediately before um, the mics went live about how we need to do um, an entire show of just Lisa Marie saying things uh, by way of orders because we as in Cam and I have come to the conclusion that Lisa Marie's voice is, is, uh, is of such quality that you would simply do whatever she says even if it was something along the lines of <laughs> step out of the airplane uh, you know, I, 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 can, I can just see myself getting up and going, OK, at least Marie said to step out of the airplane. I'm going to do it. So, yes, you do bring sunshine. With no parachute. You do bring sunshine. Uh, um, so please. It's unfortunate that that it doesn't work with my children. But but yes. <laughs> no, nothing ever works. It's one's no. children. Uh, but anyway, for us, it does. What what is it you're going to what little pearl of wisdom? Well, I'm from? I'm going to take a stab at a clip you know i've never done that before where, where oh. i played a, a you know a clip from youtube or something so i hope this works um but yes so this is an event um or it's you know piece of video from an event that took place um this week um about 42 years ago and some might say and that's myself included that this was the greatest sports event in American history. So, huh. setting that up, here it is. <laughs> 'Cause I do know what this is because I heard something about it during the week. That's the miracle on ice, right? It is. It is. Um the US hockey team um playing the Soviet then Soviet hockey team um in one of the medal rounds at the nineteen eighty Olympics in Lake Placid, New York. And it is if you've never seen you know, they did a movie about it. Oh golly. Um I don't know. At least at least probably 10, 15 plus years ago. And it's very well done. I mean, to the point where you get to the, and it's the whole buildup of them putting the team together and, you know, how they brought this group of, and they were college kids. These were not professional athletes. These were college kids that they brought together just out of college kids um, to play and, you know, building the team and everything else. And then, you know, it culminates kind of in, in the game at the Olympics. And, and um, even knowing that they won the game, they made the movie in such a way that you're like, 
all right, I know they won, but are they winning? Are they going to win? Is, this is the game they win, right? So it's if you haven't seen the movie, and it's just called Miracle, um, I highly recommend it. I actually rewatched it this week. But I thought in the spirit of the Winter Olympics, which, by the way, I've been paying, like, next to no attention to, um, it was just kind of fun. So the Miracle Can on I- Ice. Can I just ask about the miracle and ice? Because it was something that it's, you know, me, I, I always love the historical angle and things. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about the two nations involved. And I'm wondering, like, was it part of the massive rivalry? Um, was was an awful lot of it sort of Cold War inflected as well? I mean, yes, very was, much. And, yeah, yeah, okay. And that was kind of, I mean, it built, it became, you know, more than a hockey game for for a lot of people. I vaguely remember it happening. Um, my husband was actually on a plane coming. He had been down in Florida visiting his grandparents, and he he was on a plane home. And they announced it on the plane that the U.S. you know had beat the Soviets, and just the whole plane just erupted in applause and cheers. So yeah. it was a huge deal. And I mean, of course, keep in mind of the times where you know people were you know listening to it on the radio, or you know, I mean, it was you know not the instant way that you know we can view sporting events now. So. It was it was a huge deal. And and I think I mean, you know, their lists and it's it honestly is ranked number one on, you know, some of those things for, you know, the biggest sporting event in American history. So probably second only to when Rocky beat Ivan Drago um, in a very similar <laughs> contest. Um, Cam, what have you got to start us off with? Um, I've actually got two quotes now. Um, the first one is is for you, Trev. Um Lisa won't know who this is, but I'm hoping you will. Okay. And it's as simple as it's actually four words. Go on. Yeah, four words. Just counting it in my, my mind. I don't believe it. <laughs> I absolutely do know who that is. Uh, <laughs> I do absolutely do know who that is. Uh, one of the best sitcoms of all time, well, British sitcoms of all time, I have to say, and uh, one of the most... Uh, uh, endearing actors of all time. Have you have you seen the episode, the crossover where he appears in Father Ted? Uh, no, I, I don't oh. remember it. But I just, as soon as you went uh, were, uh, doing your opening, I some, for some reason in my mind, the first thing that came to my mind was Victor <laughs> Meldrew. It's got to be. I, yeah. And you, you'll be pleased to know that those uh, those people who know me uh, very well, including my own child. Uh, quite quite often lovingly refer to me or maybe it's not loving uh, as Victor Meldrew so it's quite interesting yeah uh, it's good this that's, that's a good one and your second quote Cam my second quote uh just one sentence quite simple and I think this is quite appropriate for where we probably want to start the show with even though we're like 10 minutes in now um if you can't outplay them outwork them Mm. mm. Right. It's it's a common sentiment, I suppose. I can't, I don't know any specific reference. I can't. No, it's it's not like a famous quote. It's not, okay, okay. Yeah, (laughs) it it was just something that, um, I was looking for something that was a team epic quote. Yes. And it's something, and it's quite interesting, actually, uh, that the quote is from Ben Hogan, the golfer, which you wouldn't associate with a team's, as a team sport in any way, shape or form, because obviously, as we all know, golf is very individual, uh, unless you're playing in the Ryder Cup or the Walker Cup um, or the Solheim Cup. Um, so I just thought with the way the last match went, 
it really was about for a while we we were outplayed to a point it was you know they were, were i felt uh into were very much uh looking the more likely to score because you know shots on target were a rarity in the game but they just seem to have something about them and we we showed a side that we've not seen well maybe we have seen for a long time but we we showed a side where we weren't dominating a game but we we outworked them and we knew that we would outwork them and then our play would eventually come through i thought that was quite interesting it is interesting. I'm glad you started there because that's obviously been the highlight of the week was the European performance. Um, kind of textbook in many ways. Um, it was very Italian, wasn't it? This is the beautiful irony of it. Um, it really was. Like we, we, we soaked up their pressure. We played our football. It was, like you say, roughly equal shares of the ball. It didn't feel like that in the first half. It felt like we had more no. of the ball, but it felt like what they were doing was more dangerous, uh, yes. not necessarily in terms of chance created, but just the constant out ball to Perisic. Uh, that was a worry, and they were whipping crosses in, and that was a worry. But you know what I love? And again, this is part of one of the many reasons I've been shaking my fist at the clouds um, for the last <laughs> couple of weeks is I loved how our um, offside has been working. And like I said to Jan, the show recently is frustrating the ever loving shit out of professional comment- commentators and punters who used to play the game because they just wanted to go wrong. And it's not going wrong. Um, and the only thing that bugs me about it is we're so good at it that um, the system doesn't reward us because teams get to play on. They get to put the ball in the back of the net or have a shot or make our defenders do something that they shouldn't have to do. Uh, and in some way that gives them a little psychological boost and it, it bugs me. It was, again, part of what I was giving out about in the show the other night. And um, right, I do like to see people doing something well being rewarded. And it just doesn't feel like Liverpool are being rewarded for this very, very particular and very, very highly technical and brilliantly executed um, defensive tactic that we have. Um, and instead, there's a lot of naive bullshit talk. And the first goal that somebody scores where somebody runs in behind us, they, they'll go straight back to it. Oh, trying to play a high line? Well, that's what it gets you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I, I'm delighted you started there, and it it was it was a, such an interesting game for so many reasons. Um, whether it was the 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 defensive partnership there, Virgil and and, and Ibu looking um, magnificent, mm-hmm. Ali always looks that our, our full backs were doing bits. Uh, uh, we got to see two different midfields, which is great. We got to see impactful substitutes and. Mo Salah get back on the scoring trail. Um, so many things to pick out. Um, so let me get us what uh, whatever specific thing you wanted to talk about from the week. I'm going to assume that we will will all land on the European match. Maybe not. Maybe you're going back to the previous win at the weekend. But um, if you had a takeaway from uh, that European game or, or something you wanted to focus on in particular, as is our want around here, um, I'll stick with you, Cam, and then go back to Lisa Marie. What what was the feature of the game that, that pleased you the most or that was most striking for you? I just felt it was the um, the perfect away performance in that we, we were obviously being the away team you're not always you're not always going to dominate we were playing the the champions of italy 
they were I don't think they're top at the moment um they may well be I'm not sure where they are in the table um but they're obviously up there near the top I'm, I'm assuming and they're, they're a really good football team you know I was really impressed with them with the way they were going at us and I thought you know this is a, a really tricky away tie and we just handled everything really well yes they they had half chances but you expect teams at home to have chances and half chances and quarter chances whatever you want to say you expect them to be you know having shots on goal you know um they had that shot in the first half which hit the uh the crossbar and i i noticed the bt uh i noticed robbie fowler at halftime saying he should have scored well should have could have would have but he didn't you know and um i just really really enjoyed the game i really enjoyed watching us look like a real team that was working really well i mean I say working really well. Maybe maybe that's probably a bit too strong a term there because obviously for once with the opportunity of having five subs on the bench and being able to use those five subs and looking at the bench and looking at the options we had on the bench. I'm not saying we had game changers on the bench aside from, say, Diaz, who was a joy to watch when he came on the pitch. I mean, he just dazzled. He has the dazzler. I don't know. Maybe that's a nickname. Maybe not. Um, he, he, he just he, the way he runs at people. He looks electric. The way Naby and Hendo came on and just suddenly took control of that midfield. You know the shock that everybody must have felt with Fabinho going off. You know the best DM in the world. He's taking the best DM on the world off the pitch and he's he's bringing on Jordan Henderson who had a, a shocker against Burnley. You know who's you know gave up gave over fifty percent of the, uh, his passes went astray and why the hell is he playing him as a six and and see Hendo do really well as a six it just showed that if players are used correctly they can have an impact I thought what was another really important lesson for us was uh which is going to stand us in really good stead going forward is Harvey Elliott starting that was a almost a baptism of fire for him to go there to the San Siro you know, big European game. You know, you're playing the champions of Italy, and yeah, he, he didn't have the greatest game, but he will learn so much from that, and that was that is so good for us as a club, as a as a football team going forwards. He will only get better for that experience, and it, it, he's going to be brilliant for us. He's going to be brilliant, but you know, like uh, Canate said, who was. For me, the man of the match on Wednesday night, I thought he was magnificent. I know uh, every, everybody's probably saying Virgil was, but for me, Canate, to come in like that and play the way he did, some of the interceptions he made um, were, just, were, were just brilliant. I mean, his, his awareness and his uh, anticipation and to know where to go from being uh, in a certain place to get to a certain point, I mean, um, it was... There was one one incident in the first half. He was, um, and he he put the ball out for a corner, but he started on near the halfway line, and he was first running towards the guy with the ball, even though Virgil was that way. Then, if you watch his run, he curves it back in towards the penalty spot, the way he's running, and he and he just does an excellent clearance. And it's just 
his awareness was just wonderful. It, it was superb. And it's like you said, there's a partnership developing there. I still think Virgil's pe- best partner for me will always be Joe Gomez. But it's fantastic, fantastic that we've got a 22-year-old who's come in and he apparently wasn't even the best central defender uh Leipzig when we bought him. Bayern obviously got him and look how well that's working out from their play. That guy was on the bench from uh, on Wednesday night. So um we've got the better player and he's gonna be phenomenal for us. And it's just it was just great. I just I just loved so much about the game. Just loved so much about that match on Wednesday night. Just glorious. I'm uh, I've not even mentioned the goals. But there was, there was, there, you're right. There was so much to love, and you had to be fair. You've done a, you've done a nice little rundown on so many of the highlights. And where I wouldn't mind segueing in with yourself, Lisa Marie, is um, on the point of, you know, your, uh, your uh, adopted fourth child, Harvey Elliott, um, and and you know the the I know have 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 followed the kids are, and um, it was a massive call by the manager to play him. Um, it was absolutely what i was hoping he would do um i didn't have (laughs) i didn't believe he would do it um i'm so glad that he did as cam said it could have been a better um display from him um inter milan made it probably far tougher than even Kloppo and harvey would have thought going into that game because they worked so incredibly hard not necessarily uh, in things that people can see, but closing down space and making it very difficult for our creative players to play. Um, but still, I th- I really admired the way he stuck to his task. Yes, he gave away the ball a few times, but so many of our players were guilty of doing that. And he still looked to do things that were um, a little bit um, uh, risky or, or uh, oftentimes difficult to execute. Uh, I, I, I love that. And I think, as Cam says, there was, there was more evidence in that comparatively muted display uh, that he's going to be so important for us. And I, I hope he gets his next start again soon and just keep doing it until he's a fixture. Uh, that, that's, that would be very exciting for me. Begin with your, your take on how you think it went for uh, the young man and then take a set of that into whatever you wanted to focus on um, from the match itself. So I, I agree that I think it was a little bit of a surprise call for, for Klopp to, to start him, but and I don't remember who said this where, but I think it was the right call in, in retrospect because we may need to call on him later in the season and and it's better that because he's never I mean it was his Champions League debut so this is you know this is different type of competition you know playing you know teams from wherever um so I think this was the time to to expose him to that to give him that debut so that you know if let's say you know later down you know in April and you know quarterfinals semifinals hopefully hey even the final um if he has you know if he has to be called on to play you know, it's not going to be the first time that he's going to be up against that type of opposition. And I think yeah. he, no, he didn't, it wasn't a, you know, a nine out of 10 performance, but he held his own. And, and I think that's all, I mean, also keep in mind, the kid hasn't played in five months. So as much as he came on at that Cardiff match and was just fantastic, I think that has to be taken into account a little bit as well Is you know, he's still kind of playing himself back into form um, where he was before his injury. So I think with all of that to account, I I think he acquitted himself very well. 
and the 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 word that comes to mind to me a lot of times with Harvey is he's tenacious. You know, he just doesn't back down or give up. And and I think this was a good example of that because he did start out, you know, looked a little ropey or or whatever. And as you said, yeah, he was giving the ball away, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, he was not alone there. Um, but you know, he just he kept at it. And and I I actually went back last night and watched the second half of the game because I was, you know, it was the middle of the day here and I was working. And so I only had kind of one eye on it. And of course I missed Bobby's goal figures. So that's when I get a phone call. The only phone call I got all day was just like 30 seconds before he scored. And um, so just after some of the discussion and everything, I was like, you know, I want to kind of go back and, and just watch this. So I, I actually sat down last night and watched it again. And, and in rewatching it, I think I was better able to appreciate Harvey's performance um, as well as Henderson's performance when he came on. So, you know, that that's my take on, yes, my fourth child, Harvey, because I am very fond of him. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but the thing that I want to talk about, I guess, is I am loving the options we have. I mean, just when the team went up for the Burnley match and you looked at it and you were like, wow, this is mm. great. And then you look at the bench and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. This is I mean, I kind of wanted to take a picture, you know, snap, you know, it and have it just to remind myself of, of how how wonderful it is for us to have or for Klopp to have all these options. It's just it's it's so exciting. And the same was for, you know, for the for the Inter Milan game. I mean, the, the same thing, you know, he could have started Harvey. He could have started Nabby. He could have. I mean, there was just. There's many ways he could have gone with that team. And and I, I am glad he started Kanate. I, I am liking him and Virgil together a lot. Um, and the San Siro seems to be his place because remember, he had that fantastic, you know, game in the group stage there as well. So um, that appears to be his his stadium, his stage. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I am I am loving the depth that we have right now. And, you know, long, long, please may it continue because it is it is just a it's a thing of beauty after the last say what year and a half you know the the aspect of it that pleased me the most was to see the old boys coming in and doing bits um to see the captain uh, much yep. maligned um not by the sources that people were accusing of maligning him um <laughs> but by you know the usual um uh, suspects uh the return of Big moment, Bobby is pretty special. Um, he's had some spectacular moments in the Champions League over the years. Um, the competition suits him down to the ground. You remember something like PSG, or but this, this, this went this goal, which was effectively that goal. Where, I mean, now I've watched it like I don't, I don't know half a dozen times because it's just he doesn't. I mean, has anyone ever done a no-look header before? I'm sure somebody has, but yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it, it. What what I love about it is it's something nobody associates Bobby with that, uh, and it was so beautifully executed. The the finish was so perfect because it it just the angle of it. I love the fact he was making that near post run and uh, flicks the ball back. And it goes all the way back to the far post, and it's just, it's just aesthetically gorgeous. And yeah, I've I watched it many, many times back to see what what the connection was and how deliberate it was. Because initially, I thought was there some um, deflection or, or connection with the defender as well, but 
it seems to be all Bobby and uh, that was good. So Bobby retur- returning and doing bits, the, the 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 captain coming in and doing the job at six that seems to suit him better than eight, if we're being perfectly honest. And Agreed. Uh, I like to see that. I, I just listen, you know, <laughs> the innocent tweet that went out during the week for myself. I love Jordan Henderson, uh, followed by I, what I can only imagine. And with, with if you f- please uh, feel free to tell me that I'm uh, pig ignorant, Lisa Marie, and having a clue what I'm talking about. But I can only imagine my experience during the week was a little bit of what it's like to be uh, a, a female football fan on the Internet, because <laughs> the amount of <laughs> condescension and um uh, uh, just arseholes crawling out from the the nether world to tell me I'm wrong or to pick on one part of what was said and just focus on that. These kind of you know just reprobates that you uh, uh, you as a woman have to deal with on the internet all the time. Um, <laughs> Not it, just on it, the internet, but anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that kind of like sort of oddly smug with absolutely nothing behind them and 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 telling you how it is and informing you that you're wrong in the most condescending way possible uh, was showing themselves to be clowns i mean it, it, it's remarkable stuff but the other thing the trio the the trio of old boys um that really pleased me was 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 jimmy milner's 800th appearance yes and and, and i was i was gonna say that as well i really chris i know you and i both have love for james milner um but i really feel like that was kind of downplayed or you know it was like the man has played 800 games it was downplayed made 800 appearances exactly on the on the on the um Lost forever. Um, um, second half of Raw. Um, for when I, when I used to work for Anfield Index. Um, the the uh, the the point I went out of my way to make was they were talking, you know, at the weekend about how Burnley's Aaron Lennon was making his 400 career appearance, and it was just a remarkable, remarkable thing. And I thought, well, mm. yes, absolutely. Um, but can we talk about Jimmy Miller? And Jimmy Miller's done it and won the biggest pots you can win in the game. Uh, it's, it, it, he's 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 just a remarkable man. And he came on and quite often, you know, we'll we'll have a joke about what, what it is that he does um, on Raw afterwards, because, you know, he, he my favorite thing about J- Jimmy is now that he kicks lads. I, I love I love that. <laughs> it's it's you know, I do love it. I love it. too. I, I love. I love the 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 the, the non finesse side of the game um, that that he engages in now. I loved him like sticking his arse out and knocking over Neymar. I I, I like I like him just just flat out kicking that fella and looking at the ref with a big smile, going, "Hey, it's only me," and he gets away with it every time. And it's it, it I I can't get enough of those things. But because I, want- I think. While he does stuff like that, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for? Menace or 
you know, he's got, he's got you fooled it. as well. He's got you yeah. fooled as well. He, he, he absolutely is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> but, you but, know, but oftentimes he knocks someone over and then leans over and helps them back up, you know, moves on. <laughs> there you go. Smiling assassin. But I do think uh, I do think what was underrated about it was he came on. He, t- he was very tidy in possession yeah. in an advanced left hand side role for those vital minutes at the end. And you know, credit where it's due. He can do that. He can come on and yeah. about for a bit we've seen that starting doesn't seem to suit him because he can't right. really get a full half right um but but coming on and doing a bit is 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 tremendous and i was just glad to see that he can still do that so we don't have to relegate somebody like jordan to that role and jordan can come on and jordan probably start at the weekend and hopefully he'll be brilliant um and 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 that will just quieten the whole nonsense then. So yeah, that that element of the the more elder statesmen coming in and doing bits, I really really enjoy it. I have to say. And Cam, before we leave that European game, is there anything else just that you want to mention before we take it off the table as a topic and just throw our eyes forward for a bit? Because as usual, we talk about one topic here and all of a sudden forty minutes have elapsed. So um, yeah. I, I, I do want to have a quick forward throw to what's coming up because it's a very interesting period ahead. Um, sure. But is there anything else either from Burnley or from uh, Inter Milan that you want to talk about just before we finish off? Um, I'm going to just touch on the handout stuff. Uh, I feel it's important that um, I know we've we've had quite a few discussions on on this podcast uh, regarding Jordan Henderson, and I think I want to see going forward that the best available team is picked for the game. And if that means Jordan Henderson starts, fine. If that means Jordan Henderson is on the bench, that's fine as well. You know, I just want to make, it's got to be horses for courses. We have the quality to rotate the midfield now with everybody back available. Jordan Henderson has had a few good games this season, a few good halves this season. He's had many poor games and many poor halves this season he's he's not been playing as well as he has in the past and with that in mind he 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 doesn't warrant to start every game just because he's club captain um i think if he wasn't club captain klopp would not have made him club captain i think most people would probably have said Klopp would probably have gone with Virgil, in all all honesty, if, or if, you know, um, that's how I would, that's how I would have seen it. So, you know, Jordan Henderson is obviously a very divisive figure on the Twitterverse, and uh, you mention his name and, you know, the knives are out for the Hendo fanboys and the, you know, and the Hendo haters as such. Uh, are quick to come at you if you say anything nice about him. So um, you know, I'm I'm I'd like to say I'm more of a fan of Henderson than than I'm not, but I'd I just want to see the best available eleven play for Liverpool and get us wins. That's more important to me than you know who's actually you know uh, whether Hendo starts or not. I mean, I know in my mind there's six seven players who I think are pretty much guaranteed start. 95% of games going forward. And that would be Ali, Trent, Robbo, Virgil, Fabinho, Mo Salah. 
um, possibly Thiago as well. But I, I know we know from the past that Klopp has always rotated the midfield more than any other position. But we now have everywhere, I would say, aside from right back, serious options. Because yeah. we, do, we do have squad depth. Whether Can we... people like it or not, whether they choose to believe it or not, we have squad depth. We we are we've only lost two games. This is something uh, Henry Jackson posted on Twitter that I caught, I caught earlier on. Since we lost to Real Madrid last season in the Champions League, we've only lost two games. That's two games in the leagues this season. Man City have lost nine or ten. Mm. And think about what we were trying to beat Real Madrid with. Think about how decimated we were, and you know um, the 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 rally that, that that happened at the end of that campaign. It's a special club camp, you know. You're right, and 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 this step that we have is uh, at last. And you know, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, I'm not just touching wood as I say that. I might be breaking the table with a grip here because mm. nobody wants to test uh, the fates on that one. I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, and, and, you know, something you said there just before we move on to our final topic, something you said there really stuck with me. And I, I know people get a bit pissy when you mention somebody who's gone from the club, but um, the one person who never got rotated was Ginny Wijnaldum. And look yeah. at Ginny now. Look at Ginny's fate now. I mean, I genuinely, because I loved him as a Liverpool player and he seemed yeah. like a really good guy, I feel for him, I do. I genuinely do. And um, what that lot are doing, not even having them in, his, in the Champions League squad, I mean, it's such a fall from grace. I, 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 my heart goes out to him, it genuinely does. And I'm not one of these people who say, you move on, you're done for me forever. It really depends on the scenario. And, um, you know, a, a fella who... Has been was such a fantastic servant to the club. You'd just like to see him getting on well, but that is not the case. However, we focus on ourselves and we focus on the fact that we've got this really weird run coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Finding ourselves with a, a League Cup final, uh, a an FA Cup fifth round tie, um, sitting in second place in the league with a game in hand albeit nine points behind. Yeah. I'm still saying four trophies. I'm still saying four trophies. And I'll tell you why I'm saying four trophies. If we win the game that is in hand and then we beat the shower mm. over whom we had the game in hand, it's three points. And I think to use the English colloquialism, their arses will go. And if that is the case, we'll, we're the very fellows uh, to uh, to take advantage of that, and I, I I refuse to be anything other than bullish about this team, this squad, this manager, because they've given you so much reason to be optimistic that it's it's churlish to be anything other than optimistic. So I'm going full optimism. Uh, if that annoys you, I can only apologise. So we have this sequence coming up, which I said, like I said, we have a couple of league games. And we've got uh, two cup games, three cup games. So let's just talk about it if we can, because it's it's very interesting to look at, because the main feature of it is that there are five home games in the final. So we play Norwich, we play Leeds. They're both Premier League games at Anfield. We head off down to Anfield South to play Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 
Then we come back to play Norwich again in the Cup. And then it's West Ham in the Premier League. And then it's Inter in the Champions League second leg, um, which some daft fella reckons uh, they're going to destroy us because we were so lucky uh, in the first like fair play to him. I saw him on Twitter quite a bit. So it's just a, it's a really, really, really uh, interesting run of five league games, uh, sorry, five home games and a, and, a, and a cup final. And we spent a bit of time looking at a chunk of the season the last time. And I think this makes sense to look at as a chunk as well. Um, obviously, as, as you alluded to, Cam, there is yet another international break not a million miles away, but there is at, the, at least now it's game, game, game for quite a while um, until that break. I think the United game on the 20th of the of of March is probably where things slow down a bit because our next schedule game at the moment isn't until uh, Watford. There'll probably be, I'd imagine there might be some sort of Champions League activity in there if we if we progress. Um, but the, the run then, like I said, just to reiterate, Norwich at home, that's on Saturday at 3 o'clock coming up. Uh, we're recording this on Friday night, so that's tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And it's won, by the way, of three games in a row, which are um, not available uh, no matter how many million pounds you spend uh, trying to get games, um, which is a farcical Just move scenario. over here. Move over here. They're all available. Um, not only have you got football, but you've got a wine cellar. I'm in. Um <laughs> Uh, so, Do I need to hold so the laptop Skype up to well. Skype for you again? <laughs> for the, so, uh, laptop up to TV via Skype for you. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm sold. It's uh, so 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 the Norwich game and the Leeds game are the two that I want to look forward to. Plus, why not? Let's have a quick chat about the final. But the final on the Sunday. We'll have another Friday pod before that, so uh, we'll speak mostly about that on that game um so let's look ahead at these two league fixtures where you'd love us you'd love to say we're going to pick up three points but like you know the win over burnley was tougher than most people expected um we've spoken lisa marie before on the show about how it would be lovely if teams treated us the way they treat manchester city but they don't and uh jan had a lovely take on this because i was always wondering what why is it what the fuck is this about we we score as many goals we we've got almost equal points over three seasons why are teams not intimidated by us in the way that they are by manchester city why do teams roll over and play dead for manchester city and they always find a next level for us so we have to find the next level to beat them what is that about and jan's take i thought was so good it was just that well it's because it's us it's because teams get excited about the idea of playing Liverpool and all, all that that brings, and uh, you know, not just the inverted commas history, but the 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 group of fans that come, the 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 status that the club has in the game. Um, I think it's as simple as that. I thought it was a really good shout by Jan. Um, so. If you want to mention that, feel free to mention it. But in terms of these two games, yeah, on paper, right, and I'm going to be true to what I said about being an optimist, they should be games that we absolutely, we go into safe in the knowledge we're going to take six points away. Of course, the Premier League doesn't work like that. How confident are you going in? And, and what's your feeling about this run in general 
And if you do want to talk a little bit about that whole idea, maybe to start off with, of uh, the relative intimidation levels the teams seem to feel, um, then feel free to start there. I think, I mean, overall, I, I feel good about, you know, the games that are coming up. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think on paper, um, you know, as long as we go out, start off on the front foot, you know, we, we should be able to win them all. It, you know, it, it, it's very, very, very doable, especially with the aforementioned depth that we have now. So we can kind of rotate players and, you know, have options and, and everything else. So I, I've got a, a pretty good feeling about, about what's in front of us, you know, here in the near future. And, um, and I did, I liked that. I mean, I, I listened to uh, Moby on the spot, you know, earlier in the week and, and I, when, when Yan said that I had the same, I was kind of like, well, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. You know, mm. I, you know, I think he spoke about just the occasion for them coming to Anfield in and of itself is, is exciting for the, you know, some of these other teams, um, you know, especially ones that, you know, like say a Brentford that has just come up, you know, into the premier league, you know, this is, you know, this is a storied stadium for them to come play in. And, you know, the, the Etihad just doesn't have that allure, if you will. Well, that's it. It's not even made up. Well, yes. I'm trying to be nice, Cam. Well, I'm, I, you're the nice one. I'm not apparently now. It's not even their historical stadium. It's not even main road. You know what well, I mean? It's it's this new thing. Like, they are this new thing. And it's, it, look, for me, it's a little soulless. And my best pal's a city a supporter. And... I was so happy for him when they started to do well. But I don't get the feeling that he's enjoying it like, you know, this is what we've deserved and we're building a dynasty. It just, to me, it's almost like he's bought into the whole soullessness thing of it at this stage. The, 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 the chippy sort of Man United attitude that they've adapted almost immediately, this entitlement they've adapted almost immediately. Like, we've had uh, near fallings out about it. Uh, it's it's interesting <laughs> to watch. Um, I, yes. Not to, sorry. No, no, <laughs> okay, no, no, I no, think, no, please, too, please. I mean, if you look at last season, where, you know, we played the majority of the season without fans, you know, our team feeds off, or it very much lifts them and pushes them to have that crowd behind them and you know I don't think Man City was as affected by the lack of fans as we were and as some of the other teams were I mean you know it 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 just it seemed to play a little bit more to their strength um whereas I think that became you know in addition to all the injuries and everything else I think the lack of fans you know worked against us as well. I think it was just, I mean, I don't think it was the only thing, but I think it was something that, um, it was massive. you know, on top of yeah. everything else. I think, I think it would be interesting to see how that, you know, that horrible run, you know, this time last year, maybe would have played out differently if it had been in, you know, full stadiums. It, there might've, you know, that might've made some difference, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I feel good about the, the run of games that are, that are coming up. And, um, and I really, the, I don't know, more say malicious part of me really wants Harvey to play leads and just bang in two or three goals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. 
You know, I mean, just, I mean, and, and I mean, I've seen him and I even heard an interview with his dad. I mean, you know, they hold absolutely no malice to the Leeds player. You know, it was just, it was a freak accident, but I just, I just would, I would just like to see it. <laughs> I would just like him to start that game and have, have the game of his life, you know, score a goal, assist two or three and, you know, and, and just have that sort of redemption, you know. That sounds like a movie, though, so I'll stop. I don't know. I'm I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> I want to see the show. I want to see the show. Cam, let me give you the chance to talk about this run of fixtures as well, because it is very interesting. Maybe there's a different angle you have on it. Um, um, are you as optimistic quite often as, as 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 the years have gone on with the show? And yeah. I'm not quite sure how many of these you've got under your belt. I think I think I started Ooh. about. About 180, about 180 ago, maybe 170, and yeah. you know you've you've got to have you've got to be coming up on your ton at this stage. So more, yeah. far yeah. actually more, man. yeah, probably it's, more, yeah, it's considerably probably. more than that, yeah, because yeah. it was it was only me and Carl and Poodley for a little while, and then it was yeah. you. So you see, it's you've got you've you've probably got a, a ton and a half, right? So it's a lot of shows, yeah, yeah. and on, on on those shows, you you and I would have slightly different positions that I'd be more the kind of uh, occasionally baseless optimist and you'd be kind of more the occasionally, uh, you know, just not fatalistic, but realistic to the point of perhaps pessimism. So as you look, as you look at this, what are you thinking? Yes. um, On paper, you'd think every game is, is definitely winnable. Um, you know we we are a fantastic football team. You, you you've got got to uh, you've got to say that um, most people would would definitely agree with that. Um, you know regardless of your bias or hatred, uh, if you if you're a non Liverpool fan, that is um, looking at the Norwich game first. I, I feel we should we should definitely have too much for Norwich. Um, you know there's a reason they're in the bottom three. Uh, there's a reason they're in the relegation zone. Uh, there's a reason they changed their manager uh, because they're just not quite a Premier League team. But saying that, nothing to say that they can't produce a shock on the day because that's what football does, doesn't it? it, it it's very quick to bite you in the backside. But I'd like to think with the quality we have, with the with the options that we have. Um, we should win that game Saturday three o'clock. Hopefully, the atmosphere will be will be quite good at the game. So, um, you know, and the fans should be buzzing after the good win we had on Wednesday. Looking forward to the Leeds game. I think I think that'll be a tasty game actually. Um, Leeds they come to Anfield, they give us a game. Um, was it a couple of seasons ago when they uh, it was the first game of the season on Friday night? It was a bit of a cracker of a game, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was. So, um, and you know, they they do play good football. I know they again they've been struggling recently. Um, they're in a bit of a bit poor form at the moment, but there's nothing. They've had to... a ton of injuries. I mean, they've kind of had our their season injury wise has been very much like ours was last year. Yeah, and and it's and they're they're paying for it right now. Hence hence why they you know yeah. the results are, are reflected in that. So. Um, or, or are reflective of that, sorry. Again, I, 
one side of me is really confident and I'm thinking, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. We'll, we'll just knock two or three past them, knock two or three past them. And then, then I look at that Burnley game and I'm thinking, Burnley gave us a game as well. You know, they they they, they tried to play against us. And I, I know it was difficult conditions and, you know, it was extremely windy. You know, and I know... <laughs> According to every other football fan, wind doesn't affect a game of football, but funnily enough, it does. You'd, you'd be surprised. Yeah, when, when the wind is rolling the ball away from when where Trent's trying to set it for a corner, I, I think wind is a factor. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you, do you know whose word I'll take on that? I'll take the word of somebody who won multiple league titles, a double, uh, was played the World Cup for Denmark. I'll take his word uh, yeah. about how yeah. wind affects a fucking game. Thanks, uh, all the same Twitter lads. You knobheads. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm still not. I'm still not over a cam as you can hear. Okay, please pray. I was just gonna say, how many no, no, mentions no, no, is that just now? Just carry on, Victor. It's all right. It's, it's good. It's not a problem. Um, so that's what we're here for. You know, we're your therapy. Yes, therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it makes a change from you shouting at that at, at at poor innocent individuals. So yeah. Well, we may have a few new listeners. We've got to better than we've got to you know build them build them up to <laughs> let them so, let uh, them think you're nice for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. See the nice bit for a few shows, and then I'll oh, go full brain chief. Yeah. Uh, they'll be like, what the hell? Um, what have we let ourselves in for? Um, but no, I mean it's it's going to be fascinating, isn't it? Because we it's five home games, Anfield South. We're we're just a damn good football team. So 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 let me pin you down just yeah. just to finish this topic off, and then we'll go to we'll we'll start wrapping the show because we try to keep it around an hour, but we, we can't be trusted. Uh, <laughs> we just can't be trusted. So 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 let me just pin you down with a specific question on the 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 Malby uh, theory. Do you buy into that? Or is it just, and, 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 and the more pragmatic, borderline, uh, pessimistic, certainly realistic version of you, do you just think, well, no, it's just City are actually better and everybody knows that and that's why they're afraid of them? What, 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 what is it for you that makes you look at this run of games and think, uh fucking Burnley gave us a game <laughs> you know what is yeah. it what is it that's making you do that and what is it that's different that Manchester City have in your opinion teams see us as a bigger scalp than Man City so you, you're but you buy in really honestly man I, I, I genuinely do they, 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 they look at what we have achieved as a football club we are iconic as a football club we are Liverpool Football Club, six times European champions, you know, multiple league, you know, 19, 19 is it 19, 20? I, I lose count. We've won so many um, league titles, numerous FA Cups, World Club champions, Super Cup, League Cup, multiple League Cup winners. You know, I think it's 42 trophies we won with it. We're the biggest club in England. With the biggest scalp in England, then when they, you know, it, you just look at our team. We we are a, a phenomenal football team. You look at what Jurgen Klopp has done with that. That I mean, I've seen these stupid comparisons now. Oh, 
Tuchel has won, Tommy Tuchel has won three trophies now. He's only one behind Jürgen and he's only been there nine months. You know, and all this, whatever it is, of 10 months, not even a year. Look how he's already caught up. Look at his starting point. Look at Jürgen's starting point. The comparisons are ridiculous. And it's the same with what Pep inherited compared to what Jürgen inherited. What the man and the, the FSG have created there, it, it's amazing. I mean, I saw this, um, I saw a ridiculous thing about money the other day um that imbecile simon jordan was spouting it uh, a couple of clips came up on my news feed about how much money they spent per point jürgen klopp is like two hundred thirty-seven thousand pound per point pep is six hundred and seventy thousand per point united since they last won the league is 1.5 million pounds per point <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! You, you know, it's just you know this and and this, and the 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 Klopp uh, spend and the Pep spend is since they both took over basically since Klopp came in. Yeah, and and we we're, we're the only team in the last three four years that are challenging Man City. Nobody else is. Mm. I mean, look at look at uh, Chelsea and what they keep doing. They keep sacking managers, but they keep spending a, a fortune. Twitterverse has a an absolute frigging meltdown because Chelsea is spending phenomenal amount. Man City is spending a hundred million pounds on a player. What are Liverpool doing? We're challenging. That's what we're doing. We're challenging. We're the only team. We're the only team right now going for the quadruple. Four trophies. Four trophies. I, 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 I want them all. Uh, are Chelsea going for the quadruple? Do you think they're going to win the league? I don't think so. I, I, I thought they were three months ago. You, you'll have heard me say, I think, you know, they're favourites. They're playing, you know, they're playing good football. They're not conceding goals. Well, they've an incredible squad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They've got an incredible squad. That's what Tommy's inherited. If you, when you see the flashback photos to Jurgen's first season and the teams that he had to oh, field, um, not that first game. Yeah, but 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 even the successive games, and you know, you you it, the squad he had it was it was horrendous. Oh, you, it just makes you understand what this has been about, and you, you know, it's it's why. I don't think you can minimise it. One league for Jurgen Klopp in, in against Manchester City, even if it was to be one league against Manchester City, it, it, it's it, it's it ranks so much higher um, than than you know multiples for for Chelsea would have, uh, and we're still it's the points totals um, you having to achieve against this Man City team to beat them. But we're still like to, to echo your point. We're still the ones challenging. We're challenging. Yeah, that, the four the, the four trophies are still on, you know, and and that's that's exciting. That's exciting. I mean, if you go back to the Rafa Wenger, Mourinho, uh, Ferguson era, mid eighties used to win you the league. You're now looking at high nineties. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's uh, uh, people don't appreciate, it, and that's what. Yeah. That's what Manchester City's money has done, exactly. and the fact that fact that this team um, under this manager have managed to keep pace uh, is stunning, and the fact that we uh, we we outshot them one season, and who knows, 
it could happen again uh, is 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 a stunning achievement. And look, we should start wrapping things up because uh, even with and the little uh hopefully you won't hear it listeners uh little uh, extract we had to take out out of the show it looks like we're heading 75 kind of minutes here so we should start wrapping it up and i had a question for you uh about you know it was inspired by the by the the travesty that was discord losing the second half of raw uh, and the reason then that I, I had to leave Anfield Index. Um, um, but 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 uh, I'm not going to ask you a question. The question was like, what what apart from a person or a beloved pet, what what has been your greatest loss? And I'm going to keep that question. I'm going to push it on. I'm going to leave it in my notes here for next week because it's actually a deadly question. Um, uh, so I want you to think about that one for next week and we can tease the the listeners and maybe you might, we might throw a question out and get some takes. I'll read it. I might read a few of them um, on the show. If you're listening to this and you want to hit me up on Twitter about your, the greatest loss that you've ever had uh, clearly outside of something, you know, truly tragic like a, a person or a pet um you know I, I i the reason i say that is i'm a person who has lost i think possibly in the region of 11 iphones uh so <laughs> i lose shit i just lose shit all the time um so so with that. no no that like, cracks I'm, me up <laughs> i'm 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 spectacular and most of the time most of the time when you meet me i'm looking for my keys that's just oh, who you're I that am. guy I'm that guy. Uh, so, so I, I, so I have probably stories that can top most. Well, I want you to send me in uh, via Twitter at Ernie Trev uh, the stories of your greatest loss. If you're listening to this and you want to get read out on the show next week, I will do that. Uh, so that's uh, the question that I'm teeing up for next week for uh, Lisa Marie and Cam. So what we'll do instead of that now is just get out the hell out of uh, your way and let you get back to your evenings that come and Lisa Marie get back to their Fridays. Um, and in my efforts to speed things up, I will also postpone my outro until next week and I'll go to Cambridge and see, does he have anything? I know you don't have a specific outro because you told me that earlier on, but is there any last words you want to have? Because I know you like to have a last word, my friend. I do I like to have a last word um just um again it's probably my my usual outro now enjoy what we got just genuinely enjoy what we got we're you know we're I keep saying it we we've got a phenomenal football team and it, it we we're privileged to be able to watch watch this football team so genuinely enjoy what we got it's going to be it's going to be fun trust me it's going to be fun and we're going to be here with you for the run uh cam and lisa marie and myself and whoever else um uh, joins the show uh, on a sporadic basis as well uh and i can only assume lisa marie that you kind of uh, can echo that uh, sentiment but uh, do you have anything specific to finish us off with um i i did well first uh a quick plug um i will be on the nina kaiser show after the norwich game tomorrow and I will be joined by John Boskell, so you can hear his lovely okay. melodious voice um, speaking melodious. with me. <laughs> yeah, I can just um, imagine. Just a... I, I can just. I can, uh, sorry, I can, you, you've just. This is ridiculous. So both you and Boskell. So it'll be you going. Please step out of the plane. 
And then <laughs> Roscoe saying, yes, please step out of the plane. And people are going to be jumping out of planes all over this, the world <laughs> listening to Anfield Linde. And ridiculous. then there's Nina. And then, and then Nina's going to come in and Nina's just going to knock it out of the park as always. So, yeah. <laughs> and by the, way, the plane. Oh, you Oh, now can there. be nice. Oh, oh what being nice. Imagine if Arundel was doing it. Brain she. I, for the record, let it let it be said that both Lisa Marie and myself abhor Cam Branch's yeah, la- yeah, latest yeah. outburst. Uh, and I think <laughs> that's not what I, you said before the show. I've never said anything of the sort. Don't try to bear <laughs> me now, you scurrilous knave. Uh, I'm, I'm a massive, I'm a massive fan of Nina, as she well knows. So, so what you're telling us, uh, Hannah, is that you're just gonna fuck off and be in another show. Fair play. That's great. Oh, I'm sorry. How many podcasts are you on in a week? I, I've left the not channel. Enough. Well, he's not on any anymore, is he? <laughs> I've left the channel. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't podcast for Anfield Index again if you paid me, especially not with that Hendrick lad. So what have you got to finish us off with? Just just a little quote. Um, some of the chocolates that I got for Valentine's Day had these oh, sweet little quotes Christ. inside of them. So. Oh God! Did you get chocolates for Valentine's Day, Lisa Marie? Well, that was I. That was all I got. But anyway, um. Oh, I got a text message. (laughs) Oh Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. There are relationships imploding all over the show. Please move on. (laughs) So here we go. A smile is the quickest way to brighten a room. And also, don't wait for sleep. To start dreaming. Oh, 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 that last one's going on a banner when we go to Anfield. I like it. I like it a lot. We shall wrap it up at that. Um, Lisa Marie doing her um, um, sunny lightness and brightness thing uh, that she wants you all to believe is her actual personality. Cam Branch showing his true colours, digging a pile of his out of it. Unbelievable crack. Me. Signing off for the last time for Anfield Index. It's been a joy and a pleasure. <laughs> Hopefully you will join Cam and uh, Lisa Marie uh, on their further Anfield Index uh, travels. I, for one, will never podcast for this channel again. He'll see you next Friday, folks. Yes, we'll see you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.